the Bible says in the sixth month of the in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth <laughs> to a virgin. You might ought to highlight that. These these uh, phony Bibles don't know what to call her. Bible calls her a virgin. He spoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel king came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, just so you know, is yours all caps right there. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee in the power of the highest shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of god and behold thy thy cousin elizabeth she hath also conceived a son in her old age this is the sixth month with her who was called barren for with god shall for with god nothing shall be impossible Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her, and Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Pray, dear God, that you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray by Satan, the devil, and the demons of hell. Allow us, God, the privilege and opportunity, Lord, just to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. Help us to preach us with unction and power. God, help us to say nothing more, nothing less than what you'd have us to preach. Help me, Lord, I pray, to stand the confines of the text. Help me, dear God, to, to preach. And, Lord, if you knock a side out of the bank, help me follow it. Help me, dear God, just do whatever you want. God, I'm a candidate for it all. God, I, I need you and pray that you'd breathe upon us and empower us, God, enable us. And, Lord, I pray, God, that every soul would leave tonight refreshed and renewed and revived. And, and Lord, stirred by way of remembrance, stirred up by way of remembrance. Woo! Stir up that gift in them by way of remembrance, uh, the truth of the Christmas story. Lord, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me for a little while, I, I want to, uh, Lord willing, begin a series tonight on the characters of Christmas. If the Lord help me tonight, I'm looking in our text at the one character that jumps out. Her name is Mary. I call Mary the favored one. There's at least six Marys in the Bible, and I want to go over just a few of them. Uh, just a few of them. There's at least six Marys in the Bible. Um, one of them is Mary, the mother of John Mark. Her home was used for church services. <laughs> Woo! In the early church. Amen. Uh, then there was Mary, the sister of Lazarus and the sister of Martha. And what she was known for is not necessarily a church in her home, but Christ in her home. Everywhere, everywhere Jesus went, 
he made a purpose to go by Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house because he had fellowship there and lordship there and worship there. And if you wanted the Lord to show up at your house, let's make sure he's got fellowship, worship, and lordship. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you what he did before he ascended. He went by way of Bethany just to pay another visit. I say amen. Thank God for this Mary. I appreciate Mary, the sister of Martha, the sister of Lazarus. And then there was uh, Mary, James, and John. She witnessed the crucifixion of Christ. Amen. Uh, then there was Mary Magdalene. Now, Mary Magdalene was the only one healed by Jesus. She had seven demons cast out of her. Matter of fact, she followed Jesus, saw the crucifixion, stood by the cross, amen, came early, thank God, to the tomb, got to see the resurrected Savior. Woo! Came early and stayed late, by the way. Amen. Had a, had a talk with the Lord. Amen. The Lord of glory stopped and hit the pause button on eternal redemption just to minister to a heart of a woman named Mary Magdalene. I say hallelujah. Thank God for this woman, Mary Magdalene. What a wonderful Mary. Amen. She is the first, as I said, to see the risen Lord. But today, right now, we want to look at the Mary, the, the, this Mary, the mother of Jesus, this Mary in our text. Now, Mary, I, I, I think we could say, we'd agree tonight that Mary is a special person. I didn't say Mary is a sovereign person. I said she's a special person. I didn't say Mary had an immaculate conception like the Catholics do. I just want to clarify that. Mary's not supposed to be worshipped. Amen. Not to be prayed to. She doesn't hold rank underneath the Trinity. The blood that comes off the cross does not run through Mary's hand to her priest's hand and then the people that get saved hand. Everybody all right? Amen. We believe the book. We believe the Bible. But she is a special person. I, I think she's special because the Lord of glory is going to be conceived in her womb. You could say the Bible says she's highly favored. I just want to say I'm the favored person of the characters of these Christmas characters. Hey, I want to say thank God if she was favored because God took up residence in her womb. I thank God we're favored tonight. Woo! He don't just live there nine months. Hallelujah. I'm glad he's living in our heart and dwelling in our soul ever since the day we got saved. I say hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for Mary. She is a, a special person. I, I want to say this to all the young people, mamas and daddies too. But I want to say some things about Mary. I think she's special because a supernatural power overshadowed her. I like it when the Holy Ghost overshadows us, but he lives within us and empowers us. I say hallelujah. He'll help you in your preaching, help you in your singing, help you in your, in your troubled times. Thank God for the presence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah for a life. She's a, she's a special person in the Christmas story. I want to say it like this. I believe she's special because of her striking purity. Notice what the Bible said in verse 27. I believe that's right. The Bible says two times she's a virgin. Now these other versions of the Bible, these perversions of the Bible, they don't know what to call her. One of them calls her a maiden. Another calls her a young woman. Well, she is a maiden and she is a young woman. But she's more specific than that. Isaiah said in chapter 7 and verse 14, 
that a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. If you don't believe in the virgin birth, there is no story to tell this time of year to you. Amen. I'm glad he is the story. He's the truth. He's the subject. He's the center. If it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be nothing else for us to celebrate this time of year. Amen. I'm going to tell you what Davy said earlier today. He said, we only here because God came. Amen. If God hadn't come, we wouldn't have been here. If God hadn't come where you was, Brother Dale, you wouldn't have been here. And ain't you glad that the same God that came to this earth so you could go spend eternity with him, he still comes after you. Even when you're rebellious and mean as a devil. Hallelujah. Thank God the Bible says she's a virgin. Hey, she's pure. She's, uh, she's pure. Her purity is put on display for the whole world. Now, according to the Bible, she was already a spouse to Joseph. Uh, they would wait sometimes six months to a year to see if she came up pregnant. And they did that for a purpose. They want to make sure she is pure on her wedding day. Hey, can I say, hey, what do you think, Joseph? Uh, he's been a spouse to this woman. Uh, hey, man, we'll get to him later on, maybe next Sunday or something. And uh, Joseph uh, f- finds out that she comes up pregnant. Uh, but the Bible, just so we can make sure we get a hold of it, tells us she's a virgin. She even goes explicit, Brother Doug, and tells us how can these things be, seeing I've not been with a man. Woo! Woo! Hey. Amen. She didn't have to mention a woman because that wasn't possible. Somebody say amen. Amen. She is pure. She had a holy walk. She is special. Amen. The angels <laughs> in glory, when they got around where God was, they just co- covered their face, covered their feet. Amen. And they cried, holy, holy, holy. Here's the lady who is favored because she's holy. She's living a, a holy walk. Now, she's not the only virgin, uh, but she is the chosen virgin. Amen. And, and the way that the Lord could be born, uh, amen, and manifested to take away our sin uh, and assume a human body, uh, he had to come without the taint of human sin, uh, without the uh, taint of human nature. Uh, and he, there was no earthly man involved in the process of Jesus getting here. I sure am glad of that. Amen. Because they tell me that the blood of a baby never mixes with the mama that they get their blood from their daddies. I'm about to have a running fit. Hey, amen. Woo! That's the only baby ever born that was older than his mama. <laughs> oh, somebody hold my mule. Amen. I, I, I thank God for that. Listen, I believe this. If there's one thing we can say about Mary's purity, what difference does that make to us? Well, it makes all the world a difference. I'm glad the Lord, our Savior, came through the virgin womb of a Mary. Thank God for that. But let me say this. I believe application-wise, I believe it sets a standard for everybody in here that wants God's favor on your life, that wants to be overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, that wants to be used of God. She was used of God, amen, not because she's better than anybody, but she did have a pure life and she was favored. Amen. I believe the Bible puts it like this in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, that we're to flee fornication. The Bible says in another place, 
flee youthful lust. Hey, there's a lesson here for young men and women who want to be used of God. Keep yourself pure morally. This girl was, this woman Mary, this young girl at this time, hey, she was a pure woman. She had a purity about her. I say amen. Amen, thank God for that. Our age and, and, and the age that we live in, morally, the standards are real low. I mean, we just let anything in the world go on now. Amen. Y'all know that's right. We live in a society. They say it's okay to shack up and try out the car before you buy it. And they'll say things like sex before marriage is okay. And hey, just protect yourself. And hey, man, schools want to hand out a, a birth control. Y'all know I'm right. Y'all know I'm right. Hey, man, they're, hey, they're, listen, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Uh, I know, no, there's no physical encounter before marriage allowed. It's a sin. It's against God. Let me make sure you heard what I said. I said it's a sin before a holy and a righteous God to commit fornication and adultery and lay up with somebody that ain't your wife or husband. Everybody say amen. 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 Thank God some folks say hey if you love someone it makes it alright. It's alright. Everything's going to work out. Hey listen there's a lot of folks thought they were head over heels that ended up not marrying that person. And listen to me, young people. If you lose your purity, you can get forgiveness. You can get things right, but you'll never get your purity back. Hey, you're, you need to make sure that you don't do anything that puts that purity in jeopardy and all God's people say. Y'all do still believe that, don't you? Amen. That's like, that's like somebody saying, well, there's laws, but if you love somebody, it's okay. Hey, if you love somebody, it's all right to go 100 miles an hour. Don't worry if it's 25 miles an hour and kids is playing out in the street. Don't worry about it. breaking the laws, okay, as long as you love somebody. Y'all know I'm right. That's the same thing. Breaking law is breaking law no matter how you do it or where you do it. Hey, it's wrong. I, I look at this woman, Mary, and she's setting an example. Hey, man, the angel's been sent from heaven. Gabriel's been sent on a mission. She's being selected and chosen. She's going to be used of God. And one of the things the Lord says uh, that let her womb be used uh, as a vessel that the God of heaven could come through is she was holy she was pure she was a virgin amen and she never known a man oh I say thank God I think that's not preached on near enough amen hey, you, you, listen you can mess up and get on the wrong side amen and do something you ain't supposed to do but listen I'm going to tell you this that's why the Bible warns us over in 1 Corinthians 7 limited touch leads to liberal touch and if you've been guilty mamas and daddies of encouraging your children to kiss on somebody else and you take pictures post it on social media shame on you it's against the Bible it's a sin everybody alright amen listen I noticed something about Mary she's got some purity about her but notice this privilege look what it said in verse 28 and the angel came unto her and said hail thou art hail thou art highly favored I love that Hey, that means graciously accepted. In other words, you don't deserve this, 
but by the grace of God, you're going to be favored today. Oh, I thank God for that. It was a privilege. Amen. Look at verse 30. The angel said, to fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Hey, I want to have favor uh, with me. I like people to like me. I want people to fellowship with me. I want friends. But I'd rather have the favor of God than I ever had to worry about the favor of man. Amen. The word there, highly favored, means this according to the dictionary. It, it means highly graced. It means grace upon grace. It carries this idea. If you check that word out, it comes from uh, the word uh, the word charismatic, amen, uh, which means charisma or graceful, amen. Hey, it, it, you know what grace is? It's the undeserved, unearned favor of God. Mary, God's going to use you. And yes, thank God you're pure. And thank God you got a holy walk. Uh, but to all, the reason God's going to favor you it's just because of its grace. I don't know about y'all, but I can I know about me. I didn't deserve to be saved. I know I saved by grace. I didn't deserve God's favor. But ain't you glad that one day he favors your pew enough to come sit in your lap and pull you to the altar? Amen. Here's what the Bible says over in Ephesians 1 6. It says this to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. We're in the family of God. Not because we deserve to be. Not because anything in us or our mom and daddy. It didn't matter what family line or heritage we had. Hey man, this word highly favored can be, it's likened to the same phrase in Ephesians. Listen, we're saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. I, I remember reading about this burglar down in St. Louis. Here's what happened, brother. He, he had a reputation and, and all the cops in St. Louis knew he was a burglar, knew he a drug head, knew he was a drunkard, and uh, he had, just had a reputation. They had a, they had a habit, brother, uh, Doug, of following this man. Uh, but he, he got in jail, uh, and D.L. Moody, he was notorious. Everybody knew about him. And D.L. Moody was running revival, and, and he was preaching on the Philippian jailer uh, about being a thief and a thug. Uh, amen. Uh, oh, and he preached on uh, uh, the Philipp, that Philippian thief uh, has found been arrested and he's talking about this man and his, his beside of him this cellmate he was reading in the newspaper about this man he is reading about this uh, story and it was about him and he got mad I mean fighting mad but he kept finding these words in the article believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved he, he kept reading it he, he's mad he said I can't believe somebody would use my life and preach a series of messages about being a thief and not getting away with it. And I can't believe he'd do this. If I ever get out of this jail, I'm, but he kept reading, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. He couldn't handle it. By the time he got done the article, he got down on his knees and trusted in Jesus as his Savior, got born again. And so he got out of, the, he got out of jail and he went to New York City. And uh, he went to New York City, going to make a fresh start and going to try to make a honest living and, and evidently St. Louis cops talked to them and they couldn't he couldn't get a job and he had a reputation and a, and a record 
and nobody and he'd just do little odd jobs he had to come back to St. Louis as soon as he got back to town the cops picked him up took him over to the station and said man we've heard your testimony we had cops following you all over New York we're going to make you deputy sheriff he said what? You mean I'm going to get to be the deputy sheriff? And he went to D.L. Moody. He said, look here. He said, look at these keys. They're treasures. They put me the guard over what I used to be caught up in. He said, I'm so glad Jesus made a difference in my life. He didn't deserve that church no more than you and I did. But ain't you glad that he saved you one day? Woo! We wasn't just favored. We was highly favored. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad God favored me and loved me. Amen. Amen. I look at her. And she has a specific uh, service. Look what, look what God's going to use her for. Amen. It said this. Thou hast found favor of God. Verse 30. But look at verse 31. Here's her specific purpose. Here, the thing that God is going to use her for. He said, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. And bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. She had a purpose, brother. Jared, I, I don't know what everybody's purpose in here is, but I do know this. It is God's will for us to bring Jesus to this world. And God used her to bring Jesus to this world. Amen. Amen, preacher. That's exactly right. Hey, except, no, notice the word right there that's used, all caps. Uh, it said, thou shalt call his name Jesus. Woo! You know what that word Jesus means? It means Jehovah is salvation. The idea is, thank God, you're going to give birth to the Savior of mankind. He's going to be the one. Verse 32, he shall be great and shall be called the Son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. I say glory be to God. Hey, he's the Son of the highest. God is his father. I say amen. Hey, the Bible says he's going to be great. Ain't you glad he is great? He's so great that one day every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess. And I don't know if you're excited about it, but I'm tickled to death that every thief, thug, every devil, every demon of hell, and one day the devil himself is going to have to bow his knee and claim him as Lord. I'm looking forward to the day I want to stick my tongue out and say hallelujah you ain't going to part up no families you're not going to destroy homes you're not going to wreck churches no more you're not going to steal women to convince purity you're, hey, you're not going to pull nobody into hell thank God you're going to have to bow devil just like everybody you might as well bow now while there's hope if you lost amen because every knee's going to bow one day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I like Isaiah 45, 10 through 12. Here's what it says. Amen. It talks about him being, uh, there's none like him. <laughs> Amen. The angel done told Mary uh, that the Lord's going to rule the house of Jacob. It's a fulfillment in verse number and, and verse number 32. Uh, he tells him that he's going to sit on the throne of Father David. Uh, he's going to reign over the house of Jacob. Verse 33. Uh, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, he's so great uh, that he's going to come back and set up an earthly kingdom. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm thankful today. Uh, hey, one day I said it this morning. Horn's gonna toot and the church is gonna scoot. We're gonna get out of here.
I hear. I'm looking for the sound. Brother Lender wouldn't hear the play of the trumpet this morning. But I thought, Brother Lender, I started to mention him, but I didn't. And I thought, my God, Lender might not be here to play it. But somebody on the other side might play it today. This might be the day when the church gets out of here. It's a reality, church. Hey, we're going to get raptured, and then we're going to come back and reign with him. She's finding all this out. He's going to be great. Inside of your womb, it's going to be this man, son of the highest. Going to sit on the throne of David. Going to reign over the, the heritage of Jacob. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. I love the church. Don't y'all love the church? Amen. Our purpose. You say, preacher, do we have a purpose? I don't know. I don't know wonder why. I don't know why God's left us here. I, sometimes I think, man, it would almost be better to get saved and get out of here. But that ain't what he, we've got a purpose, Brother Lynch. We've got a purpose. Here's the purpose. Go out the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. It don't matter how blind they are. It don't, I, I mentioned it Wednesday night. Hey, when you look at that pool of Bethesda, yes, that's an overall picture of sinners. Blind, withered, and all. But it's also a picture of the condition of churches inside of a church around the pools of, of mercy. Amen. On the porches of grace are people sitting in every church. They're blind. They're lost. Picture of sinners. They're withered. Amen. They, they were saved and they've matured, but they've withered away. They're not what they used to be. They've caught a disease. They've walked away from God. Or maybe they're halt. They were saved, but they were stunted and they never spiritually grew. Oh, listen to me, church. We've got a purpose. Mom and dad, God's give you some children. Hey, listen, mamas and grandmas and grandpas, God's give you some young if you're in their life shout the victory you get a chance to do it over again great God do over again better hey but listen church everybody God has allowed us to be saved not so we can sit down but so we can get busy and serve God say amen I mentioned about this morning Psalm 137 it's a trait and evidence that you're backsliding living in Babylon when you sit down I'm going to tell you, it ain't no time to sit down. We got to get busy. Amen. Is there an empty pew around you? That's your responsibility, Philip. Go ahead and say amen. Go ahead and say amen. Amen right there. Jared, hey, look at all them empty seats behind you. There's your film preacher. Amen. Brother Tony, there's some. Brother Linder, there's some. And we're going to get in and help you. Somebody say amen. Sheep's supposed to bear sheep. And buy. Hey, man, we're supposed to, we're hooked into the uh, roots. Amen. The fruit's in the root. And, and we're hooked into the uh, root. And so we are to bear fruit. Hey, I'm so grateful. Thank God that we get the privilege to share the good news. How bad would it be if you had everything that somebody needed? You just They just needed somebody to warn them that they were in a building that's burning. And all it takes is one person to go in and say, save yourself. Run out. Hey, jump out into the arms. They're willing to catch you. But instead, you just drive by. How, how is that any different than folks going to hell? We ought to be standing there like this. Don't go. Fire ahead. Run to Jesus. He died so you could go to heaven. Amen. Man, she had a purpose. Hallelujah. She's going to bring Jesus to the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Purity, privilege, purpose. Look at verse 35, though. I love this. Amen. 
It's the sure peacefulness. Woo. Here's what she said in verse 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Look at verse 38. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. I'm going to tell you, that's what the book says. I'm, I'm, I believe this with all my heart, church. I, I believe it is God's will uh, for us to realize there's a peace to be had. Uh, hey, man, there's a peace. She, she trusted in what God said, though she didn't understand it. Here's where I need to start right here for a minute. I'm preaching on these characters of Christmas. We're on Mary the favored one. We've looked at her purity. We've looked at her purpose. We're trying to figure out her peace. How can she can't figure it out? She said, I haven't been with a man. You know I'm a virgin. And how in the world am I going to give birth? She don't, she don't argue with the Lord. She don't get mad at the Lord. She trusts the Lord. Y'all better listen to this preacher. We don't see what the future holds sometimes. We don't even know what's going on in our own personal life. But ain't it good to know, hey man, that you can have peace just to trust what he said. Oh my God. Woo! She trusted him, Brother Doug. Oh my God, I hope you can trust him. I mean, in verse number 35, she's a trusted him. She's going to trust him. Hey man, she can't understand it. Notice this word, overshadowed. I love that. It said, the power of the highest shall overshadow I, I never realized it, and I, I should have figured it, but I never realized what that word overshadowed means. It means Shekinah glory. <laughs> Woo! I don't know what it looked like, but I'm telling you, that glory cloud got over where she was, and when that glory cloud left, there was a microscopic seed of the Holy God inside of her. You say what you want, that's holy right there. I believe in the Shekinah glory. The cloud of glory came upon her and overshadowed her. Woo! She didn't understand how it's going to happen. She just trusted God. Hey, I don't know how God's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's made us promises. I'm not not going to doubt them. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how things are going to get fixed. I'm just going to trust God with it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen. Mary did not know how it's all going to go about. She, she just left it up to the Lord. I guess she figured, well, you know more about it than I do. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I don't know how things are going to work out in your life. I just know this. The best thing can happen is the cloud get on us. And if we can just get the cloud on us, amen, everything else will work out. He'll give us some trust if we know there's a cloud coming, amen. Amen, she had a peacefulness about her. Hey, she believed God for a miracle. I mean, she trusted what God said. For verse 37 says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. She, he goes on, the angel goes on to tell her that you know Elizabeth, that cousin of yours, that's not been able to have a baby. She's pregnant, been pregnant for six months. <laughs> hey man, she's been pregnant for six months. And then went on to say in the next verse, hey, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. As if to say, if I've done it for Elizabeth, I can do it for you. <laughs> 
God ain't changed in six months. He ain't changed in 606,000 years. <laughs> if he ever done it, he can still do it. If you don't believe when the doctors don't know what to do, that God can still do it as Miss Keisha. I'm telling you right now, God, hey, man can do it. But this is a woman who never knew a man. Here's a woman who was a virgin. That's just pure. And she sure enough couldn't figure it out. Nobody can figure it out. They still deny it. But what they didn't understand and what she didn't understand, she just believed God for a miracle. Amen. Y'all believe that? She trusted God. Amen. For with God nothing shall be impossible. She believed what God said. I wonder how many times God tells us something in the wee hours of the night. Let's a verse stick out to us. And all it takes... Y'all see that right there? That's a mustard seed. Yeah. Y'all see that? All it takes is a mustard seed to move Hallback Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and they, some of us in here has got mountains in our house. And we don't understand how in the world. God, but if he did, if he moved the sea out of the way for the children of Israel, amen. If he moved the waters of Jordan out of the way, if he moved the walls of Jericho out of the way, there's nothing that God can't move out of the way for you and me. Uh, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Hey, ma'am, notice this position she had. I love this. Her splendid position. Her biggest job. Uh, Brother Jared, her biggest job. <laughs> hey, man, was going to get to carry, carry that baby inside of her womb. Hey, man, she didn't complain about being used. Thank God she didn't gripe about being used. She didn't say, I never known the pleasure of knowing a man before I had the pain of childbirth. And, I, I, and you don't have to agree with this. And it's just what I think. It's just what I think. But I'm going to tell you, I think she had a shouting position. And you say, why? I don't think she even had pain in childbirth. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. I don't have no Bible for it. But according to the Bible, that, that pain in childbirth is because sin back there in the garden. And there wasn't no sin on our Savior. Yeah. Amen. I'm talking about, I'm talking about came out doing the backstroke and shouted the victory. I'm talking about mama. I believe, I believe, y'all don't have to believe this. I believe she is as intact for a husband. Amen. After the fact, it's all right. Take a deep breath. It's all right. I'll shout the victory. Woo! I'm going to tell you what I think, Brother Jared. Hey, man, it must have been something for Mary to reach down there and, and breastfeed God. It must have been something for Mary to reach down yonder and rock God. Yeah. It must have been something for Mary to say, come yeah. on, God. Yeah. Woo! And know he's holding everything, holding the stars in their sockets. Somebody blow your horn outside. I say hallelujah. It must have been something to raise God. I'm going to tell you right now, that's something for me. Woo! I bet you she didn't have to worry about having enough milk. God's going to make sure she, <laughs> she had everything she needed to take care of. Amen. Hallelujah. What, here's, here's why I say she had a shouting position. We see it in her actions. You see, attitude determines altitude, determines action. Here's what I mean. Notice what she does. Look at she magnified the Lord. I'm still reading the King James Bible. This is what the Bible says. Verse 46. My soul doth magnify the
go on it. I'm going to tell you, she had a shouting position, Brother Jerry. She magnified God. Now, the word magnify, y'all know what it means. If you think about magnifying glass, it means to enlarge or to show great. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what she did. God used her to dial it in. <laughs> he made it big. <laughs> he said, hey, hey, woo! She had a sound position. She was saying, woo! My soul doth magnify God. Everything about me wants you to zoom in on what makes the difference in my life. She magnified the Lord. How long has it been since she magnified God? Hey, Amen. That ain't all she did, though. It's just going to show up again. Look what the Bible says in verse 47, reading out of your King James Bible. I'm just giving you straight Bible tonight. And my soul hath rejoiced in God my Savior. What, what, what? You mean to tell me she magnified the Lord with her soul? And then according to the Bible, she rejoiced. <laughs> my spirit hath rejoiced. I'm going to tell you, instead of complaining, we ought to be shouting the victory. We ought to be rejoicing. That old lame boy, thank God down there by the pool. Hey, man, that lame man down there by the gate, that blind man, hey, man, had to go wash in the pool. I bet you they come shouting. They come high-stepping. There's a walking, carrying what they used to be bound on. I'm a telling you, great God Almighty. Hey, man, she rejoiced in the Lord. She magnified the Lord. Hey, man, I, I, I <laughs> Hey, man. Heard about a woman one time was bad about complaining. Always said, my leg hurt, my leg hurt, my leg hurt. There ain't no complainers in here. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna believe it. Not our church. I always talk about her leg. And if you've ever had leg pain, you'd hurt too. And if you ain't never had back pain, I hope you never get none. Because I'm going to tell you, it's miserable. She always talked about her leg pain. One day she was standing in line getting groceries. And she was talking to a woman in front of her. Knowed her. Talking about that leg. I don't know why God don't take care of this pain. I don't know. Don't act like you ain't never done that. Don't act like you say, God, if I was you, I'd fix this. Yeah. That's that causing me pain. Oh, God. I feel like it's getting in there where it needs to get right now. Y'all know I'm right. Y'all know I'm right. Whatever it is that's hurting you, you want to know why God ain't fixing it. Yes, you do. And she looked around. The lady made a little beeping sound with that wheelchair. And she looked back at a woman who didn't even have legs. And God convicted her. She fell down right in the house and said, Oh, God, I thank God. Hey, you ought to thank God you still, your youngins are still alive. Your family's still, they ain't dead in hell. You need to thank God that God's still able to do something. Amen. Hallelujah. She had a position. I'm telling you, she's just thankful the glory cloud got over. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what else she did. She ain't done yet. Look at verse 49, King James Bible. For he that is mighty hath done great things. Okay, y'all, I'm going to read one more time. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, pause, and holy is his name. She said, 
She said, let me, my soul, my, my spirit's rejoicing. But I'm going to use my lips and my life. I'm going to brag about his holiness. I just want to tell you how holy he is. How about this holy God has done great things to me. I'm glad he's done them to y'all. Hey, but ain't it good to know he's done them to you. Hey, and God's still doing great things. He's not done. He's the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, man, he's done great things. They tell me, I was reminded of it today, in Proverbs it says, there is a generation that curses the father and doth not bless the mother. I believe we're there. I believe we're there. According to 2 Timothy 3, in perilous times, without natural, it's all there. No thankfulness, no gratefulness. No respect for elders. Y'all know I'm right. That's why Paul was in danger. He was worried about it. And that's why he said, older women, it's your responsibility. I don't care if you got youngers or not. Teach these younger women. Old men, it's your responsibility to teach these younger men. I'm going to tell you right now, y'all know it's right. Hey, we ought to be teaching these men how to skin a deer out. Y'all know I'm right. But you ought to be teaching these men how to plant corn, shout the victory, run the house, dig in the word of God. You ought to teach these women how to make a dress and can some food. But you ought to teach them how to walk holy and dress right and talk right. Y'all know I'm right. Amen. Woo! My soul magnifies it. My spirit doth rejoice. And by the way, I'm going to get my body in on it. I just want everybody to know he's done great things to me. Amen. He's holy and holy is his name. Amen. She praised the Lord's holiness. Her salvation was personal. Look at verse 47. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. That right there is the main reason I say Mary don't need to wor be worshipped. She had to get saved just like everybody else. Y'all hold on a minute. I need y'all to stay with me. Just think about this. What was the best day in Mary's life? Do you think it might have been, Brother Jerry, when the angel visited her? No. What about when the glory cloud? I mean, that's good. That wasn't the best day. Was it the best day... Brother, when, when, that, when the wise man came to see Jesus. No. Was it the best day when Joseph didn't put her away privately? It was his right to. He got a visit too. Was it, was it the best day? <laughs> Amen. No, I'm going to tell you what the best day was. The best day was when she got born again. Just like the best day ever happened to us. Amen. She clarified the fact that he. God and my Savior. I carried him in the womb. I, but I still had to deny, deny flesh and ask him to save me. Every soul's got to be saved the same way. Got to confess with your mouth. It's not of works. Amen. It is by grace. It's the free gift of God. It's God working in you. Amen. The greatest day in your life is the day God saved your soul. You might as well say amen. God backed up to your seat with a Holy Ghost dump truck, had everything you needed to get saved, had a long chain of the Holy Ghost snatch your hide right out of the mud hole, put grace in you, poured faith in you, gave you repentance. Amen. <laughs> hey he gave you everything that you needed to get saved. And he ain't quit yet. It gets gooder and gooder and sweeter and sweeter and better and better. Woo! 
It's good to be saved. I'm thankful tonight I'm saved. What it boiled down to is Mary got happy. She was thankful. She was so tore up. She went over there to where Elizabeth was. Sometimes you got to have a little evidence. She walked in. Y'all can read it in there. She walked over there. Hey, just microscopic. If you wonder, is there life immediately? There's life immediately. Walked in the room. That six-month fetus got to doing leaps. He didn't wait till he got out to run, Brother Davy. He is running in his mama's womb. <laughs> Amen. He is turning flips. And Mary, hey got stirred up. But Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mama, done got filled with the Holy Ghost because John was pointing out the Messiah. He ain't even come out of the womb. And come out preaching. Hey man, I say hallelujah. He's preaching for he got out. My God have mercy. Woo! They had camp meeting. She got happy. I believe that was her Thanksgiving, brother. Elizabeth said, Glory to God. How did she know? It's as if John the Baptist preached inside of her and said, there's a blessed woman right there. There's a, he's, she's going to be the mother of my Lord, verse 43. Amen. Amen. As soon as the voice of the salutation, as soon as Mary said, Elizabeth, she said the baby went to leaping in my womb. Amen. Thank God in my womb for joy. He got happy. Six month fetus was it got happier than some saints do, and they out here in this world. Amen. Woo! Amen. And blessed is she that believed. She he, she said, Whoa, Mary, I'm glad you believe God. Because you believe God, he performed the things he told you he's going to do. And Mary said, whoop, hold on, can't leave time. Let me magnify. Let me rejoice. <laughs> Let me talk about what he's done to me. Great things. I just want to know if God's done great things for you. Is God still doing great things for you? Is God holy? Isn't he worthy to be praised? I believe she might have hooked him with them angelic beings on the other side. They said, holy, holy, holy. Mary said, holy! She got hooked in, brother. Hey, she got happy. Just thank God because she found a little favor. She got a little grace. Don't ask you today. What is it going to take for you to be thankful? This week, this year, hail is breaking loose on planet Earth, breaking loose all around you. Come on, sis. Come on, Brother Dwayne. Breaking loose all around you.